All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Primal Athletics Radio. Thanks for joining in today. Um, today's topic that we want to dig into a little bit is how you should maybe or how you can approach those in your life who you think could benefit from some fitness, specifically some CrossFit. Uh, maybe you've seen some good results yourself. Maybe, you know, you're feeling motivated and you want to share that with people in your life. And here, hopefully, will be some tools to help you do that more effectively, more efficiently, and kind of providing, you know, almost like a little package of, of how we can quote unquote, sell this to those in our, in our life so that they can see those same benefits. So I'm going to pitch it over to coach Zach and he's going to start you off. When I originally pitched this idea to, to Tyler and, and Eric here, I said like how to talk to your friends and family about joining CrossFit. Eric had a good point where it's like, he said, it's kind of funny. It sounds like we're trying to get someone like to conform to like this cult. And it's uh it's not lost on me that I know, CrossFit gets the bad rap of being cult-like. And I know packaging it as how to talk to your friends and family about CrossFit it maybe feeds into that cult-like <laughs> rumor a little bit. But what I mean by this and why why we had the idea for this is this is a real common question we get or a common problem that our members bring up. So common that I probably have this conversation at least once or twice a month with current members that have been here for a long time, or maybe even they just started and they've seen some amazing results. They love it here. They love the the training style. It's like nothing they've ever done before. And they want to share that experience with their loved ones. And a lot of times it's with their spouse or, or with their kids or even a, a friend or a coworker or their parents. But more often than not, I'd say the scenario is probably with your spouse and you just can't get them to join. And I think it, the more I started having these conversations and the more I thought about it, it is pretty interesting to how many people we have here who have been members with us for five, six, seven plus years whose spouses don't do CrossFit. And I started getting kind of curious on why that is when when the member themselves are have seen such amazing results, whether it's body composition changes, performance, learning new skills, going and trying new activities like running marathons or mountain biking or anything else act, uh, active they've never done before. Why is it that they've never been able to drag their loved one in as well? So when I started having these conversations with people, I started asking them, well, how do you how do you approach your spouse or your loved one when you talk about CrossFit? And then the the answers I was getting for people for some people made it pretty clear why their spouses weren't coming in. So a lot of times it was just like diving into some of the really hard stuff we do here, like Olympic weightlifting or, or some heavy weights that they've built up to or high school gymnastics. Of course, we know as CrossFitters, we're very passionate about what we do. So we want to try to share that passion with everybody else. But sometimes we can kind of overwhelm people right off the bat with different phrases or, or acronyms or terminology that we use that maybe means absolutely nothing to anybody else. So I kind of wanted to bring this topic up today to kind of approach how you can share this health and wellness and, and experience you've had with your loved ones and in, in, in a more profound way or more, a more packageable way uh, to give to somebody. So that would kind of be my, my first tip here is just knowing your audience and knowing who you're talking to. Somebody that isn't in the CrossFit realm and isn't a CrossFit geek isn't going to want to geek out with you over, over CrossFit. They probably already know from what they've researched that CrossFit is pretty difficult. So the easiest way to scare them off is to make it even more confusing as well. So talking about things like Fran, Murph, muscle ups, clean and jerks, all these other EMOMs, AMRAPs, all these terminology we use that is going to make things not only look like it's more difficult than it really is, but it's going to confuse the hell out of them too. So I always like to tell people, and I, it's the same thing I use and my family and friends ask me what I do. And still most of them don't understand what CrossFit is. I try to give them like a, a 30 second elevator pitch with just a real broad stroke saying something all, along the lines of like, we do something different every day. So it never gets boring. Uh, we try to train to be good at everything. So we do all kinds of stuff like running, jumping, throwing, weightlifting, 
rowing uh, and we and we keep the workouts kind of short and intense and try to keep things fun for you and that's usually as deep as I'll go initially unless someone really presses for details I'll kind of go more into that but I think if if someone asked me like hey what what's CrossFit and I kind of just jumped at them with like well, some days we do EMOM, some days we do AMRAPs, we're going to do a workout called Fran, that one really sucks. And I start like hitting them overhead with all this stuff, they're going to be like, whoa, that was a little too much. And uh, kind of be more afraid to start than they already were to start with. So um, to begin with, so just kind of having that elevator pitch ready, keeping it simple, and just talk about broad strokes first. And then if someone presses for details, you can kind of dig in a little more. I think that that'd be kind of step number one of knowing your audience and, and knowing that from the get-go, CrossFit is misunderstood enough. It doesn't need to be made any more complicated. And also, someone may be interested in starting CrossFit. You got to kind of remember when you first started, too, it was probably a pretty scary experience. You're looking up other gyms online. You're seeing pictures of people lifting heavy weights or doing movements you might not be able to do. Walking to the gym the first day, even if you're someone who's been doing CrossFit, walking into a new CrossFit gym can be pretty intimidating. So kind of putting yourself in their shoes, too, and realizing that, uh, Things could be a little scary at first. As we know, like we will scale everything back for people and, and make it as not scary as possible. It's, we need to kind of meet people where they're at and, and know who you're talking to there. I think that point that you made about knowing your audience, specifically in terms of like what language you're speaking to them and, and putting things in a language that you typically use with that person, you know, not like if you as you gave as an example like the amrapsy moms muscle ups all that stuff you might as well be speaking chinese to somebody who doesn't speak chinese you know and right. um if you can just kind of do more user friendly types of explanations and uh again i really like the example you gave you know we do something different every day we try to keep it short and intense like that that does a pretty decent job of explaining you know constantly varied functional movements performed to high intensity without having to say all those words. Mm -hmm. And I think starting there is, is a great way to kind of just open up the conversation a little more. Yeah. And I would, I would add like just talking about the benefits of it rather than kind of what it is. So like say how it's improved your life, whether it's weight loss, weight gain, you feel better, your body composition's better. You're able to, you know, go on hikes. Someone the other day told me how, you know, they went on, a hike in the first time in a couple of years and they felt like they could, you know, run up the mountain. Whereas a couple of years ago, they were, you know, just wrecked by the time they, they finished. So just talking about stuff like that is, uh, is, is also beneficial. I think it's important to a good tactic for trying to convince someone or, or, or trying to sway someone to do CrossFit or, or, or to make healthier choices in life too, is just speaking from personal experience. I think the, the one of the worst things we can do is try to speak on something we don't have a lot of knowledge on. So if you if you don't have a lot of knowledge on some of like the, the more high skill or technical movements, trying to show somebody or explain it to them just might again, confuse them a little more, but you can always, you're an expert on your own experience. If you've lost weight doing CrossFit, lost inches, um, you can speak about that. If you've gained weight, if that's something you want to do, you gain muscle, you can speak about that. If you, you can talk about how, hey, you know what? I learned something new every week. It doesn't even have to be a, a, something on the scale that you've improved. It could be like, I learned better body control. And I learned today, for example, like I learned how to do kipping or, or some better toe to bar. So, so speaking from your own experience uh, is always the best way to go about it too. And I think it keeps us from getting kind of preachy at times or, or trying to expel on something that we maybe don't know enough about to really to, to give 
advice on, but you could always give advice on, or you always speak about your own experience and because and, it's unique to yourself. So it could be a good way to sway someone in the right direction by just talking about how much change it's, it's how much positive change it has brought you. Yeah. And I think getting, getting preachy, like you actually mentioned this before uh, we started recording Zach, but realizing that especially if someone has a current fitness routine, chances are they think it's the best thing around. That's why they're, Mm. why they're not doing something else. So, you know, like people, they identify almost like a religion, like we were saying with their fitness. And so Mm. acting that is not a good, uh, a good avenue to, to change their mind. I'm in a bunch of uh, like nutrition coaching Facebook groups online and someone posted recently, it's, I forget what the exact quote was, but they said something along the lines of it's, it's almost easier to convince someone to change their religion than it is to change their ideology on nutrition. And I think that goes for uh, <laughs> fitness as well. Those who love CrossFit obviously want everyone to do CrossFit and those who do a different training style want everyone to do the, that training style. So if you kind of approach it of uh, uh, being preachy or telling someone what they're doing is wrong and what you're doing is right, all you're going to do is put up the defenses on that other person. And it's just going to open up a, a big argument too. So I think kind of just speaking about your own experience, if asked about it is the best way to go about it and not, not obviously attacking someone else's training style or telling them that they're wrong. They need to be doing more, more AMRAPs than whatever it is they're doing or anything like that. So I'm trying to avoid those, those fights. Cause you're never going to convince anybody that otherwise think about like, if we all named our favorite food right now, and there were three different things, we could argue for five hours straight about why my food is better than your food. And none of us are going to change our minds about it. Like we have our own personal favorite and kind of same thing goes for fitness too. And while we believe that CrossFit is the best training style and we, we will stick to that and die on that hill. Uh, we understand that others aren't going to feel that way. And if they want to change their mind, we're, we're here with open arms, but getting into a, a fighting match with them over it isn't going to, isn't going to get us anywhere. I think that, uh, I, I mean, I've definitely experienced this and I have one particular member in, in mind who I'm not going to mention name, but like taking the kind of subversive approach in a way where this particular member was more focused on strength. They were a power lifter. They wanted to get better at powerlifting, but they enjoyed CrossFit class because of the social aspect, this and that. And in the back of my head, you know, I was kind of like, well, you know, we'll see where this goes and I'm going to give them everything I have as a coach and, and I'll help them do both. But it was, it was funny, the more they did CrossFit and the, be- the better they got at it, the more they just bought into doing more CrossFit. And I didn't even have to necessarily do anything. So I think like, you know, obviously diff- different people have different goals, but if they come here and they experience gains, they experience, you know, what we all experience through CrossFit, you, it kind of does the work for, for itself. Like, the hard part is getting people in the door, but once they're here and they try and, and they see what it's all about and they experience that those first couple weeks of new skills and, and that, kind of that, you know, excitement that comes with it. It's like, you don't really need to do a ton of pushing really, especially as a coach. Like if somebody wants to, like I said, be a power lifter, but they like dabbling here and there with CrossFit, chances are they're going to eventually start really dabbling more in CrossFit because it's just so enjoyable to do. And you, you see benefit with your strength, you get stronger, you get better at powerlifting or any of those things, runners, you know, uh, bikers, all these quote unquote specialized athletes, when they start training with CrossFit, they get better at the thing that they want to do in the first place. And I, I think that's an important piece too, is where, where you can kind of meet somebody where they're at is we, we kind of touched on this the last episode too, is so many people are using CrossFit as a, a, a training modality for, for other competitions, whether it be marathons or triathlons or stuff like that. You can kind of, if someone's really into running and 
your loved one is really into running and you want them to try CrossFit because you think it'd be more beneficial for them, but they are thinking it's going to negatively impact their running. You can enforce that. Or you can show them that people use CrossFit to train for marathons. You can have them come talk to us and we'll talk to them about it. Maybe they start with one or two classes a week and still supplement their running. And like you said, they're probably end up falling in love with it and doing more CrossFit than anything. But you can kind of talk to somebody about how whatever it is they're currently doing, whatever their current goals are, if they have uh, current goals for, for competing in something or a current, current training style, what we're doing is going to complement that, not, not take away from it. And I think that's what a lot of people get hung up on is uh, that, that old kind of misconception, like I'm going to get big muscular and bulky and then my running is going to suffer. Or I'm going to get this and that and whatever else is going to suffer. And it's uh, it, it's not that case at all. It's we're going to complement whatever it is you're trying to do as well. For sure. And um, I think that putting that into like the how we talked earlier about just knowing your audience, putting that into a language they can talk about, like just simply saying increasing your baseline fitness. You don't even have to use, you know, general physical preparedness, all those terms that we use as CrossFitters, but just increasing your baseline of fitness is going to make you better at whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. you know, and the best place, to, the best place and the best method to increase that baseline fitness in our opinion is through CrossFit training. Right. And then you can go off and do the things you want to do and you're going to be better at them because of it. Definitely. And, and I use examples of, of competitive fitness events. there, like marathon and triathlete, but it doesn't matter what they are. It doesn't matter if they're a chef, uh, a truck driver, someone who pours concrete, like all those things, whatever your job title is, whatever you do on a daily basis will benefit from doing this kind of stuff. If you're a chef that's on your feet for 12 hours a day, um, you're going to be stronger and have less back pain because of this. If you're someone who drives a truck, you're going to get better mobility and have less back pain again because of it. Like whatever, whatever it is your, your profession is or your goals are or what you like to co- compete in or your current training style, this will complement that as well. And I think it's important to to note that because people think, oh, my back's too bad. I can't start CrossFit. We've had a new member here recently and again, won't name names. They started about a month, month or so ago who has bad knees and has had surgery on their knees. And just the other day, they're saying like my knees never felt better. And it's because we're scaling things back and, and we're, we're being mindful of their range of motion on their knees and we're doing things that aren't going to hurt their knees, but, but better strengthen it as well. So that, that common misconception of I'm too injured to do this, we've done everything. In the past year, we've worked with people with broken hips, broken feet, broken ankles, torn biceps, torn ACLs, like you name the injury and we've scaled around it at some point. Are there some injuries where it's probably like, hey, you need some medical attention? Of course. But for the most part, like we can scale around anything here. So if injuries are the excuse, we can work around it. We can make it better. If I don't want to give up my current training style as the excuse, fine, you don't have to. Maybe we complement it with a day or two here at the gym. Uh, and then eventually you, you may, may have more days here than not. Whatever that excuse is, we could probably work around it. But I think, again, it all comes back to kind of approaching them where they're at, sharing your personal experience, and maybe even inviting them to a class. We, I, if you're listening to this and you're a member here at Sauhegan in Nashua, every Thursday we have free trials. You can go right on our website, cross at Sauhegan or cross at Nashua.com. And the first thing you see is a try a free class button. You can have them click on that and pick a class that you can join with them. So they have a familiar face there and, and we'll try them out in their first class. Uh, if you're someone listening who uh, doesn't live in the area, first of all, we appreciate you. Uh, second of all, search at a CrossFit gym in your local area and you'll find probably that same button for try a free class. Uh, and, and the coaches will show you there as well. So I guess my main point there in that, that long spiel is if, if you have an excuse, we have an answer for it. There's, there's two that you didn't mention that I can think of. And one of them I'm going to pitch to Eric here in a second. The first one, I think some people in particular, I know that in my life who I've tried to at least offer this as a, as a potential solution, people who maybe think they don't look the part or they, they're mm-hmm. like, I'm not, 
an athlete. I'm not a crop. I don't look like a CrossFitter. That's a good one. And, and I think like a good resource for that, you know, specifically for primal athletics, Pete's, if this is, you know, a similar situation for you, just push them towards our member spotlights that we put out on our website, right? You go look at the member spotlights. Those people don't all look the same. They don't all move the same. They're not all the same age, the same size. And the average CrossFitter, there is no average CrossFitter. You know what I mean? There's no cookie cutter. This is what you should look like to walk in here. So I think that's one thing. The second thing, which I want to pitch over to Eric is the financial excuse. How, how can you, and this one is kind of touchy sometimes, I think with, with mm. uh, people in your life, you know, I get, I know I get this personally from people who I want, I would love to be, have them in here and to coach them and people in my life who I know would benefit from this. They're like, well, I can't justify spending that much money, but they can justify spending that much money on other stuff that's not serving them. But that's a whole different, that's a whole <laughs> different uh, rabbit hole to go down. I'm going to pitch it over to Eric. How, how do you think is the best way to navigate that scenario? Yeah, I think I, I agree with what you said. The, the first part is, you know, most people, or you have to first think about your priorities and where you want to spend your money. Everybody has a different budget and different goals. And, you know, if you don't care about your health and fitness, which unfortunately some people don't, then, you know, paying money for that just isn't going to seem like a reasonable thing to do. But the other thing, CrossFit has this kind of like, we have these obvious values, like, you know, when you show up to the gym, you have a workout prescribed for you every day. You don't have to think about, you have equipment, you have coaching, uh, someone's always telling you what to do. So those are kind of like the obvious, you know, values of it. I mean, if you think of the equipment, CrossFit is is honestly like a, a horrible business model because you have you have all this equipment that just kind of waits in the in the sidelines um, and you use it every once in a while because we do so much stuff that you need so much equipment for it that you keep so much on reserve, right? Like a, a better business model would be just you use a rower and some dumbbells every single day. And you know, that's, that's the only equipment you need. Right. But so yeah, there's those obvious values of the workout, the, the coaching, the equipment, but then there's also these values that aren't necessarily as obvious. And those are things like it's something to do every day, either by yourself or with your significant other, you know, like something productive to do every day, like something fun, just an hour of your day that can be used in like a productive way. Right. And, and it's entertainment, right? So you could watch something on Netflix or you could go to the gym. People are always looking for fun things to do. And then uh, another thing is just the community, like meeting awesome people. Crossfitters are generally growth mindset, you know, very positive people and, and surrounding yourself with that extremely valuable not just in like a, in a overall, you know, the way it makes you feel and, and uh, the way it pushes you to grow, but also like just purely financial. I mean, um, generally people that do CrossFit get pretty successful in other areas of their life. And that provides opportunity for, you know, job growth connections with getting in the door for a new hire, those kind of things. I've seen that so many times, like I've recommended countless amount of people to other people looking for employees. And so, you know, there's, there's other kind of intrinsic values as well. And then obviously meeting, we've had a lot of people meet their significant other and get married and have kids and all that stuff, which is, you can't put a, can't put a value on that. So, you know, there's, there's lots of obvious values, but there's also kind of not so obvious values. And there's, there's more too that I've, can't think of off the top of my head. I don't know if you guys have anything to add to that, but yeah, I'm glad Tyler brought this up because I hadn't hadn't even thought about 
the cost objection when talking to a loved one, but it reminds me of a, something I do with my nutrition clients, which I think is pretty interesting. Um, obviously, when we, when we work on people in the gym and we work on nutrition, we expect and we do see progress in their body composition. But one thing that's really cool that that we don't really market that much is that we can help you save a lot of money too. And one of the the things I do with one of my with some of my nutrition clients is going over something called CRAFT, and that's an acronym. And what CRAFT stands for is caffeine, restaurants, alcohol, fast food, and tobacco. And we take those five things and we break down how much money are you spending on that on a daily and weekly basis. So if someone says, I can't afford a membership across the Nashville, right? Say we look at, but we know they go to Starbucks every day. And let's just throw some some conservative numbers out there. Say they go to Starbucks every day, they get a coffee and like a muffin and say that's 650. And that's probably pretty conservative. It's probably way more than that, right? They do that seven days a week. That right off the bat is $45.50 a week. We take that and multiply it by four, four weeks in a month, 182 bucks right there. That is your CrossFit Nashville membership, right? For an unlimited membership. So if we start making coffee at home, maybe we make some healthier choices at home. We have some yogurt or we make some egg muffins. Find those recipes at crossfit.com slash recipes. Uh, we can make some, save a lot of money by having our coffee at home and having our breakfast at home. And now right off the bat, by not going to Starbucks every day, we, we have enough money to go to the gym. And, and that value is going to be giving us back so much more than what we're getting from that coffee and muffin from Starbucks, right? And take a look at how often are you eating out every every day or every week. You'd be surprised to hear some people are eating out on a daily basis. How much alcohol are you drinking every day or every week? Obviously, if we cut back on that, not only are we going to save money, but we're going to see a lot more uh, in regards to our, our returns in the gym. Uh, whether it's building muscle, losing weight, a lot more returns on that end. How much fast food are you eating? Some of you are going to restaurants. What, how much, how good is the quality of food that you're eating? And tobacco too, obviously, if we're uh, smoking, we want to try to take a look at that because especially if you live in Massachusetts, if you're smoking a pack a day, what is that, 10, 15 bucks a pack now? You're talking, if you were to quit smoking, you're giving yourself like a 10 to $15,000 raise a year. It's, it's crazy how much money you can waste on tobacco. So uh, that in alone is pays for membership tenfold so um look at craft caffeine restaurants alcohol fast food tobacco be honest with yourself i tell people write down how much you spend on that a day multiply that by seven days a week 30 days in a month and kind of give yourself an idea how much you're spending and take a look and where can you cut those things back the easiest thing right off the bat for most people is the caffeine if you're going to dunks or starbucks every day making your coffee at home goes so much so much further instead of spending five to ten dollars a day you can spend ten dollars on a bag or a pound and a half of coffee and that will last you a week to two weeks so right off the bat you're saving a lot of money there so we definitely understand when when cost is an objection and we know it's not a little amount of money that we're asking for you but like eric said that that value you get in return i mean you can't put a value on your health and the people you meet here and in the the experiences you get for life from from places like this and now i get, want to tie that back a little bit to the financial part with you said you can't put a price on health. And if you do end up coming to a CrossFit and you do end up doing it consistently, 100% your health markers will improve. It doesn't matter if you're already in good shape or not in good shape. It doesn't matter. Your health markers are going to improve if you do it consistently. That is going to save you money over the long term. That is going to give you much better security of your own well-being that you don't have to rely on medication. You don't have to rely on health care. You don't have to rely on external things to keep you healthy or to keep you functioning when you could be doing that organically through proper nutrition and exercise. You can't really argue it at this point that CrossFit has that. If you, you know, say anything you want, but if you do CrossFit, your health markers will improve. That's a pretty 
easy statement to make without having people fight back on it. And then, you know, I hate to <clears throat> dive into this exact subject, but I, I do think it's reasonable to touch on in our current climate and, and still ongoing with the coronavirus pandemic. This is a perfect time to make that point to people in your life who, who maybe have struggled with that, with the virus or have struggled with, you know, maybe the fear of the virus or the fear of bad outcomes. And you can use that in a way to say, hey, the CDC themselves have put out a statement saying the number one way to fight bad outcomes of coronavirus is to improve your health markers. How do you improve your health markers? You get on a fitness program, you do it consistently. What's the best one to do? CrossFit. It's it's a pretty linear and rational thought process, but then again, obviously not that rational because not everybody's taking advantage of it. But you know, maybe offer it as a solution to that because it it's again, it's not really an argument anymore. Like the CDC themselves, that they're the you know the leading branch of what we should be doing to keep ourselves healthy. And again, we know sometimes that can go shady, but themselves have said, you know, the number one way to fight poor outcomes is to have your health in check. So that's that right there should be that right there should be incentive to get into a gym in a CrossFit gym. Hopefully. Yeah. And there was a, another study that I, I saw somewhere. It was, it was a couple of years ago, so I'll, I'll probably have trouble finding it, but it was a CrossFitter saves themselves and their, uh, you know, taxpayers or help, you know, healthcare costs saves an average of about seven to $9,000 a year, which is pretty, pretty big when you add that up. If everybody in the country did CrossFit, I mean, think of what that would do to our healthcare costs mm -hmm. and outside of, you know, COVID. So, so yeah, I mean, that would be in the long run, it provides a lot of cost savings by, by keeping yourself health, healthy, not just for you, but for the society you live in so and that i mean to put it all kind of in one package like where we started this conversation with zach kind of saying you know if we can put this into more like of a user-friendly package to to hand to people how you know how how can we do that i think offering it as a solution and offering it as an investment and the importance of the return of that investment and do that in a language that makes sense to the person you're talking to without condescension and just straight up, hey, I really care about you. And I know that I've benefited from this. And I know a lot of people have, and I think you would too. Here's, you know, here's my thoughts on it. And then just kind of leave it at that. And uh, hopefully, hopefully that takes. And, you know, if anyone is in any specific situations with family members or people in their life that, that they would like to, you know, maybe get in here, feel free to reach out to any of us and we'd do our best to get them in the doors. I think there's yeah. one more common objection I'd like to touch on real quick. I think the, the one we hear a lot is they just don't have enough time. And I, I think, especially if you're in the scenario here, if you're a listener and you're trying to get your spouse in the door, you may want to tread lightly on this one because it can probably come off as uh, very condescending at times. If uh, you're, you say, why don't you come join me at CrossFit and your spouse says, I don't have time it can very easily probably turn into like, well, if you stop watching so much TV, you could come to the gym and that's not <laughs> going to get anybody anywhere. So I think asking questions, asking compassionate questions is the best way to go about it. Like, why do you think you don't have enough time? Do you know they have like seven or eight class times a day you can work around either before or after work? Do you think you can watch two less episodes of your show and go to the gym? Um, so the, if, the, if the objection is don't have enough time, um, maybe you can take a look at compassionately 
where they could maybe cut some things out that aren't pushing them towards their health mark, improving their health markers and, and fit, fit another hour in their day at the gym. Yeah. And then, yeah, definitely a time is a big one that, that we hear. So yeah, it's a good, good thing to bring up. And, um, and one thing I wanted to add, which this should have been like the number one important thing is to just lead by example, just be a good CrossFitter, get focus on, you know, improving your health markers, improving your fitness, and people are going to notice that and ask what you're doing, you know? So that that's like the, the number one thing you should be doing is just focusing on yourself and, and bettering yourself through CrossFit and people are going to recognize that. Tell, tell people to make changes when you're, uh, you got a mouthful of ice cream, right? Yeah. <laughs> just every once in a blue moon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we appreciate you guys time and, um, as always, if, if there's things you'd like to hear us speak about or speak on, feel free to drop a comment, send us a message, do all those things, and then hopefully we can provide you with some information that is resourceful. But we will see you guys next episode.